It really has been a week, hasn't it? And yet somehow it's only Monday. I truly cannot believe that it is actually only Monday, and today is the day we're recording this. <laughs> <laughs> days still to go ah, well uh this is episode 331 of we were gamers hello i'm jj and with me today michael hey everybody uh not with us today is our co-host andy who is uh on assignment um hopefully having a good time maybe having heart palpitations we don't know question mark <laughs> um but uh he's uh hopefully having a great time uh and if folks follow him on social media you'll see uh what he's been up to michael this has been a tough week uh for me in the fantasy football department i don't know about you they're they are all tough weeks well that hasn't been the case for me thus far this season that's Uh, good at least uh my team uh basically headlined by the combo of josh allen and travis kelsey uh, have been leading me to victories most weeks, I would say. Well, all nice. weeks currently. Uh, I may win this week. It's not clear yet, um, but it's very close. You know, and my scores are low. In previous weeks, I've had scores like 130, 100, you know, 100 plus every week. And this week, I'm in the 80s. Uh, okay. That feels very bad. Yeah. I uh, I too have Josh Allen on one of my teams. And unless something miraculous happens here in the next minute two and a half minutes with denver uh should win nice uh, yeah yeah like i said i i think i will win here um i give my opponent uh, a pass for passing a person or for playing a person who ended up not playing in this game um because he literally had a child today i saw the picture <laughs> oh yeah that's a that's a bye week yeah so he got a gets a pass for not starting a starting player this week um Although he could have looked at the tag uh, many days ago and seen that it said doubtful. So who knows? Yeah. Uh, anyway, I uh, wish the best to him, but uh, I wish the win to me, <laughs> hopefully. Obviously. But we're within the margin where like a stat correction could get me this week. So I'm, Ooh. I'm worried. Yeah, you're on edge until Wednesday. Yeah, it's one of the tough ones. Um, has it, how's your, how are you feeling about your season? We're, we're at a, it's been enough weeks. We can assess. So it, I'm, I'm kind of split. So if I win the, that Josh Allen matchup, I'm an even three and three in one of my leagues. My other league has just totally spiraled and I am currently one and four. Ooh, that's bad. Yeah. And it's, I think it's kind of indicative of how this NFL season has felt, but I have a bunch of good players who just consistently seem to be underperforming. So the thing I've seen this year, and maybe it's a a fluke or just this is how stuff happens sometimes, a lot of the teams that people thought were going to be good have turned out to be very bad yeah, this year. Cough. Hackers cough. Oh, well, I didn't say it. You said it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, well, definitely, <laughs> definitely them. Uh, I know there was a lot of hype around Najee Harris, uh, and he has been a complete bust, I think. Uh, I mean, he's still playable certainly i mean he's a starting running back in the nfl he's gonna be playable yeah 
Uh, all the all the starting running backs are playable to some degree, but like people have like on other teams have blown up like the Jets, and yeah, no one what? saw that coming. <laughs> the Giants have been winning football games. I don't Saquon Barkley has been doing well. He was nowhere on anyone's radar this year. You know, Derrick Henry is still doing okay. I wouldn't say he's doing great, but he's doing fine. Um, but like big hyped prospects, like all the running backs on the Rams have been awful. Yeah, I dropped Acres. I have, I still have Zeke, but he's not doing much for me. Oh yeah, Zeke. Oh boy, man, wow. Uh, that's been a bad. And like even it, like you can't even blame that one on Dak Prescott getting injured. Like that team just doesn't look like they can run. No, not at all. I mean, even you know Pollard, Spell, and Zeke, neither of them can find any holes. Yeah, they get like you know passing work and stuff, and that that keeps them relevant. But woof. Yeah, it's been tough. Um, I've been forced to play one of the two-headed monsters of the uh, New England Patriots running back core. Uh, yep, I'm in that club. Which one do you? Which one do you have? Uh, the one that's injured, Michael Harris. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Bummer. He was playing pretty well, actually. He was doing, he was doing even fine, for, even for a committee. He was scoring a lot of points. He was doing fine. I had no complaints to him, uh, and I had to sit him because uh, obviously he's out this week. Uh, I also have T Higgins who has been kind of on kind of off playing, yep. not playing. Uh, and he only practiced one day this week. And I'm like, no, he did this again last week. He played like three snaps and went out. I'm not doing this again. I sat him. Uh, and the guy I sat him for got no points. Uh, and he got seven. So I screwed up there. Just, I, uh, uh I was lucky enough to snag Walker off the waiver wire in one of my leagues. Ooh, yeah. Great, great get. That was a huge pickup, so hopefully that, that helps me rise out of the cellar, though it won't this week. So, uh, I think I have to check again. Uh, what team is Walker on? Uh, Seattle. Yeah, this guy was drafted in my league. Oh, wow, okay. Yeah, he was never on the waiver wire. Someone drafted him. They got him for a dollar. Uh, I play in an auction league, so, you know, it's 12 teams uh, and auction. So, the bench gets deep. Um, but yeah, this guy was picked up for a dollar in one of the later rounds. Um, not even a waiver option for us, unfortunately. Hmm. Yeah. I remember looking at this and people were like, oh, this is guy's going to be the number one ad this week. Everyone got to get out there and grab this guy. And I was like, who, what? I don't remember seeing this guy anywhere. Oh, that's why he's, he's already gone on someone's <laughs> roster and just chilling on the bench. Of course. Uh, I mean, he's playing them now, but he was, you know, not playing him any week before this week. Yeah, I had I had seen his name mentioned some in the preseason, and I almost drafted him in in one of my leagues with like a fifteenth round pick. I got cute, and um, in one of the late rounds of my draft, I also picked up the guy who backs up Fournette on the Bucks. Uh huh. Um, what's his name? White, I think. Yeah. Uh, thinking that, uh, oh, like this will be great. You know, Fournette will eventually get injured, like he always does, and then this guy will get good work, and it'll be like a great backup. Um, that hasn't happened. Um, and also the bucks have been terrible. <laughs> uh, yeah. Not really. Again, something everyone saw coming. Um, you know, who knows whether it's due to Tom Brady's life imploding around him or age finally catching up to him or the team just being bad or a little bit of all of the above. Hard to say. Yeah. But whatever it is, whatever it is, indeed, I, uh, I think I, I, looking back, you know, people on my league made fun of me for drafting similar pieces to the team I had last year. 
Okay. Uh, I had Josh Allen last year. I had Travis Kelsey last year. And I had T. Higgins last year. Although I got T. Higgins on the waiver wire, so I don't know how that counts, but you know, I had hey, yeah. I, I had all those guys. I did not have Henry this last year, but I have him this year. Uh, and then kind of the rest of my lineup is just like dudes. <laughs> It's like yeah, guys. Um, Bunch of guys. Exception of uh, the exception of Jalen Waddle, I paid um, decent money for him. Uh, and yeah, it's been like the replacement level guy has been okay enough um, for most of this season. I'm pretty happy with how this has turned out. I think uh, if I hadn't had drafted Waddle, um, this team would be falling apart. Yeah, um, but otherwise, you know, I'm okay. I mean, obviously, I've been doing very well, having gotten huge scores most weeks. I mean, they're Travis Kelsey putting in like a 10-yard, four-touchdown game or something nonsense last week. Yeah, um, that helps. And then Allen throwing right. four touchdowns in the same game. <laughs> yeah, Allen having a crazy number uh, has helped. You know, I mean, like, uh, looking at Allen's scores, there's no week where he has been under 23 uh, in my league, which is four-point passing touchdowns. Uh, yeah, mine as well. So I'm right there with you. Yeah, uh, that's real good. Um but, you know, when when your other wide receiver is getting zero, another one's getting two, your replacement running back is getting four, like, you worry. Yeah. And this is how you almost lose to a guy who has a guy that didn't play, so. Tough. You feeling okay about your team overall? I mean, you know, you said that the you're one and four. Yeah, you I You can do like, anything to salvage feel... it, or you kind of... I mean, I'm trying to. So picking up Walker was a big help. Um... Yeah, I mean the the only other thing that would that would probably give me a boost is I'm I'm playing that same backup running back game that you've got in Tampa Bay in Minnesota. Mm, okay, so I have Madison stashed on the bench. So if Dalvin Cook goes down, right, that'll be money. I'll get a boost, but you know I just need like I need the I need the Packers to play better and I need Tampa Bay to play better. Yeah, it's so tough to tell. I really don't know where the NFL is going this year. The Jets have won a bunch of games. The Giants have won a bunch of games. Like it Billy be- looks like they're beating everybody. Jeez, the, the Eagles are undefeated, I think. Yeah, still. Yeah, crazy. I mean, yeah. With the crazy weekend we had last weekend, I guess there's no, you know, there's no knowing who will win in anything anymore. Um, for a quick sports digression here, um, baseball is insane. <laughs> Uh, in the playoffs, uh, yeah, I know You're, my team's out, but your team miraculously is uh, is still in it. We bumped off the we the Padres bumped off the Dodgers, uh, which everyone you're welcome <laughs> out there. Uh, you know uh, the the Yankees of the West Coast, um, uh, though the Yankees of the Yankees still appear to be in it. Uh, we'll see. I don't know what happened with that game. I thought they were playing today, but I guess not. Uh, I think I saw that the game got postponed. Okay, bad weather or something. Over they're there, having weather again. Yeah. Oh, I think that one is tied up at two. Yeah, it got postponed until tomorrow. Okay. So I don't know what's happening over in that series. Um, but boy, uh, you know, all the underdogs coming through and just really a weird year. You know, Tennessee beat Alabama last week. Uh, just weird, weird sports week. Yeah, topsy turvy. Mm-hmm. And uh, speaking of stuff that's topsy turvy, uh, I wanted to talk about a game I had played a little while ago. Um, and All right. I just finished recently. 
We um, talk about games occasionally on this podcast. I know. It's really weird to, to just like hard transition into video games, but we do talk about them sometimes here on this podcast. And I played a really, a game that was, I would call it a delight. Just really nice. Okay. Uh, I played Return to Monkey Island. Ah. Uh-huh. And I think I, I talked about this back when, you know, it was announced that they were doing it. And like, I can't believe they're actually doing a Monkey Island game. It's been like a million years. Yeah. Um, the original writer, the originals, uh, guys who created the character, the original voice actors in many cases. Um, wow. What a nice time. Um, I, I don't know your history. Do you have any history with the monkey Island games? They're pretty old. I don't, I know, I know of all of them, but I have never actually played one of them. So I don't think you need to have in order to find this enjoyable. Okay. Uh, certainly, if you have, you will enjoy more references and more, uh, you know, allusions, you know, things like, oh, this is when they're talking about this thing. Sure. Um, but you don't need to. And I, I played, like, some of them only a little bit. Okay. And then some of the later ones, mostly. And those are the less well-liked ones, right? Yes. Um, so, you know, I... It is. Uh, it's a story for folks who are unaware. Uh, this is like a point-and-click adventure game. Um, though I think you can play it with a controller. It has controller support, so you can, you know, walk around using that. And they have buttons for your inventory and items and all that such. So, oh, okay, no worries about that stuff if you folks like playing that way. Uh, it is out on consoles, I believe. Um, published by Devolver, so they're pretty good about bringing stuff everywhere. Yeah, this would be a good Switch or a Steam Deck game. Yeah, definitely. Um. But it is a pirate game. You are uh, Guybrush Threepwood is the name of the, your character, and uh-huh. you are you are a pirate, uh, and you're sailing around doing pirate stuff, going on adventures. Uh, and in this one, you are searching for I don't think it's a uh, problem to say uh, the secret of Monkey Island. What that secret is is sort of the point of the of the game and i'll uh, let folks experience that for themselves yeah that's spoiled fun yeah uh but the, it, you know worth noting the first game was called the secret of monkey island uh in which they emphatically do not ever find the secret <laughs> <laughs> um so you know uh it's got all the the monkey island hallmarks the ghost pirate lechuck uh a bunch of piratey stuff you know drinking grog fishing sailing uh, solving weird puzzles, all that kind of stuff. Uh, and it is just really so nice. Like, it's just a very pleasant game. It has a very unobtrusive hint system that will help you uh, if you want it. And uh, you can completely ignore it if you want it, right? If you were like, I'm going to puzzle these puzzles out and figure them all out myself, it lets you. Uh, nice. It has an option which I had never heard of before in games like this. I don't know if it's common. Um, but it has a, it calls it a, first it calls it a hard mode, right? There's a, there's literally a button that says like hard mode and the hard mode says, uh, more puzzles, more difficult puzzles, worse pacing. <laughs> uh, so it's like they make the game worse. Like they know okay. that these things are dumb and they, they, they make them take longer. They make them take longer, but they also have a separately a, uh, is it like the writer's cut or director's cut or something. And it says something similar. It's like, let you know, more, more, vo- more lines, more dialogue, worse pacing. 
And they just like let you pick. It's not like up front where you select like normal, medium, easy or hard, medium, whatever. Like it doesn't have any of that. It's just these options are in the options menu and you can turn them on or you can turn them off. Whatever. Interesting. And there doesn't appear to be anything tied to them. Uh, I played the game with the director's cut and the hard mode on. No achievements uh, when I completed it. Nothing interesting involved at all. Other than, like, huh. Just, I will tell you, some of the solutions to some of these puzzles, really dumb. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah, I mean, point-and-click adventures have a uh, have kind of an ignominious history for that. There is nothing as bad on the level of a very famous, terrible puzzle in a famous adventure game. Folks that have played uh, lots of old adventure games will know what I'm talking about. There is a famous puzzle where you have to get a disguise to be let into some house and the way you do it is by getting tape and stealing fur from a cat to make a mustache for yourself <laughs> how you're supposed to know to do that is impossible it doesn't tell you that it's just like here you go you can't get in you're stuck now and that's it oh and you have to get a marker to like draw the mustache on your id card or something okay. it's unbelievably stupid and impossible <laughs> to think of this game doesn't have anything on that level, um, but it does have some very like difficult puzzles in the hard mode. Um, but I will say that hint book, pretty good uh, if you get stuck. And it is nice that it doesn't just like you click on the hint and it's like, here's what you do. No, it is like truly a hint book. It goes, hey, uh, did you think about going to this other island? Yeah, that those are the, that's definitely the way to do it with this kind of game. And then as if you keep being stuck, you can click on it again and it'll give you a more specific clue. It'll be like, right. you know, on this island, there's this guy. Did you talk to him? And it's like, you know, that guy really likes this other thing. What about that? And then you know, it, it will keep prompting you to eventually it will just say, talk to this guy, give him this thing, ask about this. Right. And right. then like you will, that will lead you to the next step. But then, you know, the next step will have something else and the hint will have a new hint about that hint. Right. If you feel you are really stuck. Um, or you may just go, oh, he gave me this thing, and then it will be like obvious to you, or more obvious anyway, what you need to do next. So right. I did I did have to consult hints quite a bit. Um, I wouldn't say all the time, but several times I had like, what do I do with this item? I know I definitely have to do something here, uh, but I don't know how. Or other times it was very clear to me, okay, the end goal is this. I know this is, I have to do this somehow. I'm not sure how to get from A to B to C here. <laughs> like, I'm at, you know, I'm at A, and I need to get to F. I don't understand the middle points, and sometimes they are very convoluted. Um, yeah. So, but that was, um, it was a really great time. And the art, you know, people have um, talked about the art style in that game. I think it yeah. looks so much better when you actually play it and see it in motion. Okay. The graphics are uh, are 2D of this, like... I don't know how to describe it. It's a, it's a very stylized animated style. Looking, I'm looking at the pictures and what it makes me think of is, um, like fancy folded paper craft. Yeah. So it does have like edges on everything yeah. for sure like that, but it doesn't look like that in the game when you're playing it. it I think this game doesn't show well in screenshots because there's like, there's depth in all these images like it's not like flat pieces on a plane they 
like the characters have when like when they turn and when they animate like there's some depth to the character there mm-hmm. and the you know the streets and the the areas that you walk through have some and you know it's all art so you know it's just the how the style looks but like it feels like there's you know your character can walk a little into the background effectively um and it feels like there's more more depth in that space um I don't know. So it's one of those I would encourage folks, if you have any reverence for those games, this game is so cute and like really, really fun. Um, give it a go. It's not terribly long. And maybe even with all the extra work I did, it probably didn't take me more than 10. It must have been less than 10 hours. Um, but yeah, That's I really, I don't know. Yeah, I really liked it. I really, really had a great time. Well, that's cool. Yeah, I, it's been, you know, it's one of those games the series has always been on my. Maybe one day I'll I'll pick one of these up and see what the what all the hype was because the the originals at least the first one is beloved. It really is. And the, you know, these writers that wrote this game were the original writers for the first two games that, you know, the first one specifically being so so beloved. Um and, you know, I, I think they tried to do justice here, and they did a good job, I think, um, which was it's cool. Um, speaking of games that you've always been meaning to get around to, Michael. Yeah, I finally fired up something new, something that, uh, speaking of beloved games, I know this is uh, a high on your list. But, uh, yeah, so I launched, uh, installed and launched Trails from Zero over the weekend. Oh, baby. That's right. So we're making it a trails podcast. Andy's not here hey, to make fun of us. No one to stop us. So, uh, yeah. So I didn't. I didn't get very far. I probably only got about an hour into it. Um, okay. But it's it was enough to get into to get through the you know the opening chunk of story that is a JRPG, uh, and into the beginning of the combat. So you met the characters. Uh, you met Lloyd Bannings. Yes, I met Lloyd Bannings. I uh, met uh, maybe the best character name in a JRPG that I can remember. Okay. Uh, of Orlando. Randy Orlando, yes. Randy Orlando, yep. What a name. What a guy. What a guy. <laughs> He's such a guy. Uh, yeah, so I like that it's, I like that it's at least for now a, a fixed set. Yeah, you know, you've met your four members of the, uh, what did it, the special support section police yep. unit here. Uh, you know, you're the cops, but the good cops. <laughs> the uh, the new member to the team is the only detective on this police detective agency. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, it's a... you know, so did you get to try out much of the combat at all yet? Yeah, I did. So I like I like some of the changes they made. I like the ability to stun enemies as you're running around before you get into combat mm-hmm. so that you don't necessarily have to run into them behind from behind. Yeah, it's better, right? Yeah, it's just it's just a much better way to do it because um, you spend so much time trying to, like, avoid enemies and swing around to the other side of them. And no, just just let me hit them and then start the fight. Have they let you do any of the um, managing your courts and stuff yet or not yet? I don't remember when that gets introduced. So right before you get your released into your first mission, you get handed a set of courts. So one for each character. 
Okay, but then you don't have like free reign to do whatever you want with at that point, or do you? No. So you, since you only have one of each, and three of the four characters have the central node uh, locked to a particular element, mm-hmm. there's really only one way that you can give each of them one. Ah, uh, okay, gotcha. Yeah, it's interesting, right? The like central node being color locked and some like color locked node stuff. Yeah. But it also kind of, you know, it tells you like what what kind of a build the maybe the devs envisioned for each character. Like, oh, this character is locked into water. Clearly they were meant to be the healer. Right. And then you look at their arts and it's like, okay, like I'm not going to be able to like I'm not going to be able to make them a physical attacker here when I have to use all these blue ones. Right. Right. Yeah. And of course, you know, you get more options as the game goes on, I'm sure. Yeah, it'll it'll open up. Very cool. Um, I really like the the addition of the what did they call it the team attack as a special turn, where mm-hmm. all four of your characters get to attack at the same time if you want them to. Is this the one that costs CP? No, this is the one that shows up. You know, in the turn order, there are the little bonus icons for oh. like critical hit and instant right. KO and more Sepith. One of them is a it's an, a, a a little three figure icon, and it's a team attack, and so your whole team can attack all four of them at once. That's right. Okay. Yes, that's a cool one. I think there's a I'm I'm confusing some of the things in this game with some of the things in the game that follows this game because they make some additional changes to that system. Okay. Um, so I'm trying not to spoil you, but yeah, I I think. The coolest thing about this game, uh, the one that you're playing, is how much it is just about, like, a single place. Yeah. And the place is big, obviously. I mean, it's a huge city, and you go around it a bunch. I don't know if they let you walk around much yet. Not really, no. But, I mean, it's safe to say it's a big city, and you didn't really get any big cities in the first three games, I didn't feel, really. No, not so much. You get some castles that are pretty big, but I I think the cities themselves didn't feel huge. Um, And that's like, you know, and you're, you know, you're effectively doing a police story here, right? You know, you're the, you're the police doing a, doing some police investigation stuff. And that's like a cool direction for Tales stuff, given that the first three games are like, the first game, you don't even know what the stakes really are, right? I mean, you're just a just a podunk kid from the country, right? Yeah, like joining joining the local guild, right? And you know, eventually it turns into, oh my god, we're literally saving the country. Uh, and now it's kind of like a reset, you know? You're just the the hometown guy coming back to join the police force. Yep. Humble beginnings. Yeah. So I, I'm very curious to see how you enjoy this one as it goes along. It's uh. I think folks really, really like this game uh, and the one that comes after it as well um, for, yeah, for good reason, I think. Yeah. Which, uh, which now has a release date. Yes. They just announced uh, the game coming after this, which is uh, Trails to Azure is coming out March 14th next year. Uh, that's pretty soon. Um, really nice that they're uh, speeding up the release of these. Yeah. Considering this one has only been out for a month or two. Yeah, has it even been out of even month? even that long? Maybe yeah. not. Yeah. 
maybe just a couple weeks. So yeah, the fact that the next one will be here in less than six months, that's impressive. Yeah. And you know, I mean, the, uh, a lot of the work for the translation was done by the Geofront teams, which we've talked about in the past. Um, and I think the, the overall games are somewhat similar. Um, but look, man, making video games is no easy work. So yeah, know. even even transla- just translating them over to, you know, a different audience. Oh, yeah. And, you know, the I will say the uh, the team that does these Trails games, um, the I forget what the na- their name is. Shoot. It, the um, Durante, the guy who did the Dark Souls fix and created a bunch of other cool stuff, uh, leads hmm. a team that does these games. And their ports are always so good. Like infinitely high refresh rate variable resolutions you can you know high quality assets there's turbo mode all the like cool little bells and whistles but michael turbo mode man (laughs) oh i've i have already discovered it and i already don't know how i would play the game without it how could you have lived before you could hold that button down or press it and go double or four times or whatever speed oh my god (laughs) yeah it's just like oh these long hallways that have nothing in them boost through yeah buddy and you're like, oh, there's one monster at the end of this hallway. All right, let it go. Hit the monster, and we go into battle, right? And then you can speed the battles up, too. It's like, okay, yeah. this is the 15th time I've seen him cast Fireball. I know what happens here. It's not exciting. I can just I can fast-forward through this motion, and it'll be okay. Um, yeah, it is, oh, my God, the best feature. <laughs> and you, uh, as the playing these games uh in this form uh going forward we'll get it from every game from now on i think at least so far Um, yeah truly indispensable in some of these uh and yeah and the you know i'm sure it looks great and plays great on whatever you're playing um i know those guys have done some really great work and i think it runs well on the steam deck even i saw folks reporting that like yes this is like a a plus steam deck version as well for folks who want to play it there nice so that's just really, really cool. Yeah, I'm I'm definitely jazzed to finally be getting back into a Trails game. So stay tuned for further reporting on my progress. Yes, very excited to hear about that. And as we all knew, it must eventually come. Of course, we're going to talk about Champions of the Continent here. Yeah, we might take a little more than two minutes. We might. Um... So I finally, uh, I think, I don't think I have finished all of the available story content because I got wiped pretty bad at the end of the power storyline. The bestower? Yeah. You started the chapter ones? Yes. Okay. So I think I have finished chapter one of wealth and I was doing power and I got my butt kicked. Uh, and then I did the chapter one of fame or sorry, the prologue of fame. Cause I don't think chapter okay. one of fame is out yet. Right? No, I think that comes with the next update. Yeah. So I have not done that one. Um, but I did do the, I did finish the prologue of fame yesterday and, uh, it turned out that that ended up being important because there's a lot of like useful NPCs in that place, man. Yeah, there really are for, uh, for building out some resources. Yeah. Uh, the, not just like that stuff, but also the um, a lot of NPCs that are good for recruiting. So like lots of ones that have multiple hits. Yeah, the the later towns are good for that. There's a guy in one of them that has like a three hit shield crack with a dagger. That's awesome. 
uh, there's, I think I, I was do I was looking for fans and light as well for reasons that will become evident soon. Uh, and in Flames Grace, the town, there is both a two-hit light recruit ally and a two-hit fan recruit ally, um, which were invaluable, I will say. Very nice. Uh, in yeah, the, I have. Yeah. Go ahead. So I'm curious what your team... So this is all building up to say that I fought and finally beat the first uh, battle-tested boss. Was the, the... I don't remember the name. But anyway, he had the the battle tested bow was the one that I got for winning. Okay, so the bow is the the old man in Emberglow. Yes, the tottering old man, I think, is maybe, what they what he's called. Maybe that's the name. Anyway, fan light weaknesses was the key there. Yes, and I have yeah. just had such terrible fan units for so long in this game. Like, I think Fabio and Mina were my two best four star units. Fabio had like a three hit random target wind, which is fine. I mean, that's three hit wind for a single target guy. That's no problem. Yep. But Mina kind of has nothing. It's just like two hit fan. It's like not, not good. So I was looking at having to do, you know, bring some thieves to do shield crack moves um, or something. uh, And then trying to figure out how I'm going to get this to work when I need all three of those plus a tank plus maybe a healer. And like how I was going to get all that to go. Um, but uh, I, I got lucky uh, using some Traveler's Seals uh, and rolled a Primrose. Oh, that's a big uh, that's a big boost to your fan damage. That's a big upgrade. A four, uh, a four hit fan. Um, is it random target? It may be. But fortunately, there's only one target, so it doesn't matter. Randomly hits the same guy every time. Hey. Uh, and between those two, you know, using the um fabio and primrose and then using some allies i was able to crack the shields on the old man from like eight i think okay or a little bit less maybe anyway very very high um i could bring his shields all the way down and that was so important it turned out (laughs) um you know then i had damage dealers you know my uh viola doing her thing the tank doing his taunt thing and and all of that to keep uh sort of keep the the ball rolling there but man it was just a like a really long tough fight and like i think half my team died by the end yeah that'll happen the first the first time or two you go through those fights um but the 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 thing that i will tell you you were talking about recruiting npcs if you can beat them again when you hire them i think all of the bt characters are three hit Ooh, wow, that's nice. And three hit at their, like, level 80 strength. Oh, so that's, like, way, way stronger, probably. Yeah. So, you know, if you want to do some damage with an ally summon, they're good ones to have. Don't we need to farm these guys for materials for stuff? Also? Yeah, so there's there are a couple of things that you can use them for. You can farm them for once a day for the the historic materials that they drop i think is what it's called okay and those you can trade in like 20 something of them for a bt weapon of your choice oh okay um and then in addition to that each one of the the bt fights um whether it's the the one the one daily path action or through trying to hire them you can um, you get a ten percent chance for them to drop additional BT weapons. 
Okay, but it's the same one, right? So, like, this guy would yes. only give bows. Yeah, he's only going to give you bows. Okay. Uh, but what a lot of people wind up doing is they'll they'll fight him the once a day, and then they'll hire him as an ally, beat him in the fight, and then immediately drop him and fight him again. Mm, that resets his once a day counter, huh? Uh, it doesn't reset the once a day, but it resets the fight for hiring him as an ally. Ah, okay. And so then you could do that again and yeah, again you can and just, again. You can repeat that as many times as you feel like farming it. Got it. You still have the chance to get the material by beating him in that fight as well? No. So the material is locked to the once a day um, path action, the contend. Oh, okay. But the weapon drop is not. No, the weapon drop is a, is however you fight him. Ah, uh, I guess probably because the weapon drop comes from the battle itself. Correct. Whereas the other one comes as spoils for winning the battle. Yep. Gotcha. Okay, got it. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm not looking forward to doing these other ones, man. <laughs> Let me tell you, that was, that was a tough road to hoe. I had to prepare for quite a while to even get that far. Yeah, once you get for for three of the four that are out right now, I have teams that it's basically if I follow the same steps every time, it's it's an auto win. Okay, so I'm curious, what have you done this one? Have, what kind of team do you have? So in the front row, I have Lynette um, doing fan damage, mm -hmm. and then I have three light users. I have Merit who's an apothecary, and then Millard, who's the cleric, and uh, Pia, who's a merchant. Does Millard have a multi-hit, or is it just single-target light? Um, he has a single-target light nuke, but it does huge damage. Yeah, yeah. Because I was, his, his magic stat is so high. Yeah, I was using him as a, as a damage dealer once I got the thing down, because prim, my Primrose was not highly leveled. She was just breaking. Yep. Okay. Yeah, and then my back row is all four stars. It's Fabio, Mina, Iris, and Mabel. So they're all doing fan damage. Okay, so that's the fan team there. Yep, and they're there. So the way it works for me is the front row does, if I use each of their skills, the front row does six hits worth of damage, and then the back row with theirs can do exactly eight, and that's 14 to crack the shield. Exactly the amount. Nice. Okay. Yep. Yeah, so it works out it works out perfectly and then I you know, I bring in the front row for dealing damage and then keep them in to tank his his first turn attack. Right, because the first turn was the one that was the most dangerous, because again it one of the times he just one shot my primrose and I was like, Well, this is gonna be problematic. And even if he doesn't one shot you, he'll paralyze half your front row. And then it goes bad, yep. Yeah. Yeah, so I had um uh yeah, so I had uh, Millard uh, behind Primrose, Viola. I forget who was behind Viola. Someone who didn't matter very much. You just had like a big... Oh, maybe it was Fior for like a big single target sword damage thing. Okay. Um, then on the bottom row, it was my tank, who was uh, Gilderoy. And behind him was Fabio. Fabio? Fabian. Fabio? Fabio. Yeah, for breaking damage. And that was just like swapping back and forth, swapping back and forth, man. It was just a, it's a long fight, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the, fir the first time through, they're definitely long. Yeah, I felt pretty good when I won. Um, but, man, it just really, really took it out of me. Um, and, like, I had to level several of these characters quite a bit to even get, well, the Primrose because it was new. Um, 
but everyone else like i think needed tons of levels oh mina was the other one i said i forgot there was okay. one other yeah. character i'd forgotten mina was the other one yep um just to have more fans but like i said i really needed the those extra allies with multi-hit damage because i like just wasn't able to get enough consistent cracks on that shield to get through um either viola would be too busy debuffing or uh buffing or debuffing whichever way that went right i guess it's debuffing yep. both ways either debuffing his attack or buffing our attacks on him right uh, so she'd be constantly doing that and never have bp to use her like actual damaging skills um and you know fjord could come in for the big hit but like that's not useful since it's not one of his weaknesses yeah it only does so much yeah versus millard who could just drop like a nine thousand or whatever off that guy yeah um so i will tell you maybe maybe one of the easier ones to tackle next will be the master of tomes in the library in theatropolis okay because you can lock him into a rotation where he can't attack you i like this so you when he reaches uh 50 health his first turn will always be to cast uh, magic counter. Magic, um, but counter? he's weak to yeah. So any if you cast a spell, he's weak to to dagger and wind. So if you cast a wind attack, he will nuke your front row. Mm. Like ninety nine ninety nine damage. Ouch! So um, don't use magic. Got it. Don't use magic. But he's because he's also weak to thieve to thieves. It's also it's just easy to use dagger skills to mm. chew through his his shield points so you his turn comes up he uses magic counter coming out of the break you break his shields down and then on the next turn your thieves who are all fast um hopefully faster than he is all get to go again and then he's broken again and then you deal damage and then he comes out of it and casts magic counter and you just loop oh okay Wow. So break the break the shield. He comes back, he casts it again. Break the shield. Yeah, exactly. And so he as just long never as you gets can, to do anything. Yeah. As long as you can you have to get him down to fifty percent. That's that's the trick, but you know, without losing without losing too many of your characters or any of your characters. But once you get him there, as long as you can break him in two turns, he's just he's basically stun locked. Okay. Okay, and you get the turn where he's stunned, obviously, to do whatever you want. Right. And he comes back and he casts... His, he comes back, his shields are on, he spends his turn casting magic counter, then you get that turn and the turn after to break him again. Yep. Okay, I think that might be doable. What are his weaknesses? Uh, dagger and wind. Wind was the other one? Okay. Yes. Hmm. Two of them that are both weak to wind. Man, preference for wind units. Okay. All right. I could probably... I, I definitely have some other dagger folks who are decent could probably bring Kles or I don't know who else I have besides Viola. Uh, the other three, at least the other three, four stars are Wingate, Aslight, and Kurtz. Yeah. I definitely have Wingate. I don't know if I have either of the other two. I may have. I just don't think I've leveled them. Okay. Well, had to do a bunch of work leveling people for that one, so might as well do some more work leveling people for this one too. Uh, yeah, my wind magic isn't so good, but I have Fabio. He's all right. That'll be enough, probably. Yeah, so that, that fight in particular actually just got even easier for me because I uh, 
I managed to to get myself over the one of the high hurdles and beat Tikiman over the weekend. What? Michael doing endgame content? I mean, I had I I saw someone recommend a team composition. I realized that I could I could copy theirs, which didn't quite work out. So I made a few tweaks to the team and uh, just managed to get over the hump. I want to say I had two characters alive at the end of the fight. <laughs> I didn't hear no bell. <laughs> hey, <laughs> I was still standing. The win is the win, man. That's all that matters. Yeah. So she's she's one of the kind of oddball characters where her her best attacks are kind of go against the grain for her class. Mm-hmm. So she's a warrior, but her her big thing is doing wind damage. Mm. Okay. So like the big wind damage stuff there for her, that will certainly help against the aforementioned two people, right? Yep. So how, how long did that fight take you, though? It looks like that fight is a long fight, man. The Tikilin fight, it took me... I was probably pushing my turns up into the high 30s, low 40s. Eh, a pretty good amount of time. Yeah, because at least with the with the composition that I had, it made more sense to slow play it and whittle down the ads. So you were strong enough that you could withstand whatever stuff those guys were all throwing at you while they were all yeah. still alive. Between having having a tank with AOE taunt and then both a dedicated healer and a region caster, it was enough to keep my party alive through most of the fight. Okay, and so then you d- and with those you didn't like run out of SP or anything. You were able to do well enough that you could then keep the SP up on all those guys. Yes, yeah. So between between accessories that region your SP. And kind of judicious use of of row swapping. I managed to kind of husband my SP well enough to to make it through the fight. And that's, you know, that's part of the strategy to slow play it, too, is sometimes realizing, OK, uh, this turn, I'm, I'm literally just going to do a single attack with all the front row. Yeah, just to conserve SP because there's you're not going to be able to do anything else, right? Yep. Knock off a couple of shield points and just save the SP I have and build up until I can actually hit harder. Very nice. I've, uh, I started the, I'd finished the prelims for the Tiki Lin cup and I did one or two fights. Okay. In I, the main event. Yeah. I don't remember which one I beat a wizard guy last. Okay. I don't think that's the, it's not, it's not the, I haven't first. fought, I haven't fought Tiki Lin yet. Yeah. So I don't know. I must be the one before that one based on how tournament structures would work. Um, but I will tell you the one before Tikilin wiped the floor with me and it was not close. So the one the one before Tikilin is supposed to be a slightly harder BT fight. That's the level it's on. Yeah. Okay. Well, that makes sense then. Because, yeah, that one wiped the floor with me. I, I don't think at the time I didn't have a team tailored to that person's weaknesses, which obviously is what I need to do. Yeah, that's going to hurt. Uh, and yeah, I got rolled. Pretty bad. Um, but the other ones were not so bad. The, the prelims I had no trouble with at all. And I think only the wizard guy gave me some trouble. But because he had a bunch of really annoying status effects. Like, paral- like right. Paralyze, yeah. Uh, I find that the way Paralyze works in this game is really interesting. Yeah. Because in most RPGs, when they have a Paralyze mechanic... 
your your character gets hit with paralyzed and you literally can't move until it wears off you cast a spell to clear it but this game is an rng dice roll on whether or not they're gonna act yeah and like sometimes you get to like (laughs) it's like they cast paralyze you act anyway (laughs) didn't didn't help right like what was the point I was, yeah, I, I find that usually most of the time when one of my characters get paralyzed, I just try to swap them to the back immediately. <laughs> like, yeah, it's just like, all right, this person's out swapping. Yeah. If you can, it just takes some of the randomness out, especially if you're, you're carefully counting shield breaking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I, you know, we'll see. Obviously it depends on who it is. Cause then, you know, if the wrong person gets paralyzed, well, you need them there and then kind of nothing you can do yep uh, cool man well i that's like really awesome I, have you been like trying to put points into tiki Lin at all or are you just kind of going for it yeah so i haven't i haven't attempted the fight again so tiki Lin the and all the other arena characters are a little bit unique in that you can um you can farm everything you need to fully level them up Mm. Okay, that's cool. Um, so the the arena exchange has the two thousand uh, gold guidestones that you need to get her from level eighty to level one hundred, and you get those by fighting her again in the arena, basically. Right, you fight her again, you get fragments, and you can trade those in for uh, uh, for the items in the exchange. Can you use her to fight herself? Yes, you can. Awesome. <laughs> Uh, she's not weak to wind though. So, Oh, maybe it's not such a good idea. Yeah. It's not going to help you a whole lot. Okay. What are her weaknesses? Is it light again also? Yeah, it is light fan and bow bow. Oh, wait, that's right. I knew there was a reason I'd been leveling all these bow characters for a while. Yeah. That's what it is. Okay. So good that you can beat the, the BT bow fight. Because that'll help. Uh, that'll definitely help with your damage output. Yeah, I I don't have Scarecrow, but I do have Ashlyn, and he's uh, he's geared. So, so Ashlyn is crucial for a part of that fight because one of her gimmicks is that she puts up a shield that can only be broken with critical hits. Mm. He has some and critical Ashlyn, hit moves. He's one of the of only two characters, I believe, in the game right now. Um, who has a guaranteed critical move. He also has a move that increases crit chances for everyone else. Although I imagine it's probably not worth using maybe. Yeah. I'm trying to remember cause I, I had it equipped on him and I used it in one of my runs, but I don't think I used it in the winning run. Hmm. Okay. Um, and part of that is because I have scarecrow who, who himself a has a high crit b has a crit boosting move of his own so i just i used ashland's crit constantly and then with scarecrow boosted his and then kept attacking and the boosted crit chance was high enough that you were critting and doing damage most of the time basically yeah he's got a four hit bow attack and about half the turns it would crit twice enough probably out of the four hits yeah you only have to break through uh, at most seven shields okay okay and it's not like non-crits like regen shields or anything it's just they just don't know do it just you it pops up a little message that says this does nothing 
Got it. Okay. Well, that's like cool info. I wonder how, hmm, well, I guess we'll find out eventually. Are you still going strong, playing every day, trying to grind everything you can grind, or are you kind of starting to slow down a bit? Uh, I'm still playing every day to do the daily stuff. Um, I've cut back a little bit on grinding, in part because of where I am, there's just less that I need to grind for. Right. Like, I guess it's yeah. like, oh, what are you, you know, you're going to farm max heroite, you're going to farm max arena fragments every day, and like all that, that seems like a lot of work. Yeah. Are you it's, gonna? Uh, oh, go ahead. None of the content's going anywhere, so I'm free to slow play it. Yeah. Oh, today you can do a tiki lend. The other day you can do a BT. The other day you can do a whatever. I feel like you know, maybe your teams are better at it, but like, man, I spent a good 15, 20 minutes fighting that BT guy, and I was done. <laughs> I was like, mm -hmm. I'm glad I'm done with my dailies. I'm turning this off after this. Yeah. Yeah, that's enough to be like, and I'm good for now. Yeah, I think that's the, you know, it's better not to burn yourself out, especially when I still do have um, chapter one of that power arc to finish too. Yeah, oh, that that last fight is definitely a fight. It's where I got owned. Didn't go good. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you get partway into it and you're like, oh, I'm not doing as well as I thought I was doing. And then you realize what you're what you actually need to do is not what you thought you needed to do. No, yeah, I was not. And I didn't. I, unsurprisingly it didn't go well yeah by the time you realize that you're you're in trouble yeah mistakes had been made um yeah all right i think we're uh champions of the continents to did 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 out here yeah. i think that's good unless there's anything else you want to bring up here no other than to you know hear andy's report on where he is when he gets back yeah, hope uh, hope that all went well for him, and we'll happily hear uh, what he's been up to in the last few days. Uh, if folks want to get at us and tell us what they've been up to recently, where should they do that, Michael? Yeah, you can send in the games you've been playing to podcast at weweregamers.com. Um, we collect email in the mailbag, and then once we reach critical mass, we'll uh, we'll read a bunch of them and respond live on the air. Yeah. They can also get at us on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, where we were gamers on all those places. And they should go check out our YouTube channel. Yeah, definitely. There's bound to be uh, good stuff on there for folks to watch these episodes, uh, neatly sorted into playlists and whatnot. Folks, check that out. All right. Well, uh, we'll see you everyone next week, hopefully. And uh, until then, yeah, happy trails. Happy trails indeed.